Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Last night I took a photograph of myself fresh from the bath. I did look lovely. I'd done my beard nice and special and moisturised myself with an inch of my life. And I looked at this photo and I thought, do you know what? In all honesty, I definitely would. I kid you not, I thought that. So I thought, right, I'm going to go on the Instagram, I'm going to post it on the Instagram. Not one indecent proposal. Not one. Not even a slide into the DM. That, my friends, is 2020 personified. Episode 12. After the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. <laughs> Lovely round of applause there. Keep it nice, short and sweet this week. Hello, welcome to After the Tone. I'm Scotty and together with my mate Debbie, or as you professionally know her, producer Deb, every week we, on a Thursday, give you a little bit of joy. <laughs> I mean, largely, it's gossip, scandal and intrigue. Uh, if you're new around these ways, hello, you're about to listen to a whole bunch of voice notes that have been left on the After the Tone burner phone, and then I'll respond to them and give my wisdom. You can see me as a sort of avant-garde Miriam Stoppard. So anyone under the age of 40 there will be Googling who Miriam Stoppard was. Anyway, I think we're just going to throw ourselves into it this week because I did have a complaint from producer Debbie. We rarely get a complaint from producer Debbie. Producer Debbie said this week and last week we had multiple phone calls in which people left 16 minutes plus one message. 16 minutes plus as a message. Can I tell you... I'm not asking for people to send in fucking podcasts because if you want a fucking podcast, fucking set up your own. Hijacking mine here, please. Thank you very much. You know, if we could keep them slightly to the point because Debbie and me have got other things to do in our time, let alone listen to your fucking diary of your mental health. <laughs> you know, if you're depressed, call Samaritans. <laughs> says me last week it was like oh I'm feeling a little bit down well I'm allowed to it's my podcast actually <laughs> so just a little shout out you know if you are going to call in the show keep it snappy and sweet girls do you know what I mean you're not Liza Minnelli 
Yeah. So I think we're just going to throw ourselves in. As ever, I give you a little reminder. If you want to call us, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> if it's under two and a half minutes, please. Um, but we would love to hear from you. Producer Debbie, tell them the number. Zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. Just load up that WhatsApp pan and tell us the good shit. Right, here we go. I'm full of energy, sprightly today, and I? Who knew? Maybe it's because I've only ate bread in the last two days. Producer Debbie, load up the calls. Let's see who is lying in a box this week. <laughs> oh my God, the most maudlin way to introduce. Anyway, let's do it. Hi, Scotty. Just wanted to express my appreciation for your glorious podcast. Yes, that's right. Even robots enjoy listening to you. You're actually quite well regarded in the robot community. Take care, Petal, and I hope to catch up with you soon. <laughs> oh, you are a funny bunch. <laughs> Aren't you? Now, <laughs> dear robot, I feel... Oh, I don't know. I feel a bit uncomfortable just saying robot. I don't, you didn't leave me your name, so I'll just say hello, lovely person. Or do you not? What do you call a robot a person? Oh, anyway, you've got a voice. Hello, voice. How are you? What a surprise! I'm highly regarded in the robot community. As I said last week, all people are welcome here. I should have extended that to the tech community as well. And I don't mean people who've got boring jobs. I mean, people who are actually made of metal. Is that the right thing? Oh, God, it's such a minefield, isn't it? Now I'm starting to think about technological, that's the word, identities. And if we apply, like, human theory to them as well, like, are there different pronouns for robots? Well... I mean, it's got very Radio 4 here very quickly, hasn't it? But, like, I wonder in, you know, the world that we're moving towards, which is all, is it AI? Artificial intelligence? If we will start to have these conversations in years to come about how we identify those who we consider not to be made up of realness. Realness. But anyway, I'm well, you know, I'll take you as a finder. It was lovely to hear you. You got very pronounced voice so well done you <laughs> can you believe i've just had a conversation with a robot i mean it's better than having a conversation with myself which is what i do most weeks hi scotty this is johnny i hope you're good i had a question for you do you think it's too soon to put up christmas decorations what with the lockdown and everything i've been thinking i might just cheer the street up a bit but I don't want to seem too over-eager, which isn't my style. I'd love to know your thoughts. Lovely Johnny, how are you? You know me for one of those accents for over the way. Now, Johnny, I believe you called previously, was it about a dinner party? I don't know, I've just got an ear for voices. Anyway, it's lovely to have you back, hon. I hear the quandary you've got yourself into here. Because yes, I too have seen people being putting up Christmas trees and thinking, in which world are you that keen to celebrate not only Christmas this year, but Christmas full stop? I don't know, I'm projecting Catholic recovery feelings upon this as well. That I just thought, my God, are you that desperate to put some plastic on something you've hacked down from a forest? (laughs) 
Now, being seen as being over keen, that's okay. I don't think anyone is going to see you putting up your holly holly and the ivy, um, your baubles, pun intended, and thinking you're over eager. <laughs> was a sentence I just said. Yeah, you could be bringing a bit of cheer and a bit of joy to that their neighbourhood of yours. Do you know what? I think I'm no good at being impartial on this one because I don't celebrate Christmas, haven't done for four years. Because my granddad isn't here anymore, we used to sort of do it for him and it used to be a, a right old to-do and he used to count his presents and stuff, which was so fun. And now I just think, well, I'm in a very lucky position that there's nothing I'm desperate for. My mother can't get it into her head that I'm not desperate for things. She's like, sure enough you need tea towels or I'm like I'm all right for tea towels my god that woman with tea towels also I'm not Catholic anymore I don't have a faith anymore I'm trying to divorce myself from absolute lethal capitalism point zero it's really hard because capitalism is quite sexy anyway this is a very long-winded way of saying do you know what Johnny treat yourself if you want to put them up and it's going to bring you a bit of joy don't you worry about what other people on the street think because that sort of mentality will only prohibit you in being the person that you want to be. And so, Johnny, if you are a tinsel queen, you get that tinsel up, sweetheart, and you fully embrace and enjoy yourself. Hiya, Scotty. I hope you're doing all right. I just thought I would say hello. It's a bit of a long time lurker. You know, send you some love from the northeast. First of all, I want to say a huge, huge thank you because I recently came out as a little gay individual and just listening to this makes us feel a lot less alone in that and it feels like a little slice of home so yeah huge thank you that's amazing also thought I'd tell you a quick story my mum bless her ordered what she thought was going to be a little inflatable crocodile off the internet and she waited a month for it to come and then this huge box appears. She opens it up. <laughs> and this fucking crocodile is seven foot long. <laughs> and there's no room in our like puny little council house for it. So she had to like tie it up in the yard outside and it's just taken over. She's had it out there for months. So is it going to stay there forever? Probably. There'll be an archaeologist in like a few thousand years time going to find the fossil of this massive plastic crocodile <laughs> anyway hope you're doing well my love take care bye oh i love a little baby gay oh oh a call from the northeast always grateful always part of the country of the uh england that i think gets always overlooked and the people i tell you what such warm beautiful people but also baby gay hello welcome now i'm gonna contravene contravene one of those what i just said in the opening just for you if you want to call up and leave 16 minute messages my sweetheart you are more than welcome to <laughs> debbie is pulling her hair out as we speak but you know what i love that you feel like this is a little space of home for you because like i say every week it's a little space of home for me so you sit down enjoy yourself and if anyone picks on you you come to me and your big auntie scotty will go tell them where to fuck off now as for the objet in question <laughs> Now, how do you know the difference between a crocodile and an alligator? That is a genuine question. I know they're not the same thing, but if you told me they were the same thing, I'd say, 
Oh, well, that makes sense. So this inflatable thing, how do you know this inflatable thing that you've got is which species? That's what I want to know. One of my favourite things is when I'm working on projects and stuff and I go to neighbourhoods where I don't live, is spying the things that people have in their front garden. I love, when you go to, like, Leeds, people always have a sofa in the front garden and I think, that's the kind of world I want to live in. Do you know what I mean? Outdoor living room. So I think you could be starting a trend here in the northeast, where essentially you get people in your neighbourhood to put bizarre plastic objects of wildlife in their front garden. You could be at the vanguard here. Um, but yeah, I would like to know how you know the difference between a crocodile and an alligator. Please write in. Hi, Scotty. Uh, great show. Just thinking about what you were saying about being in the kitchen and worried you're going to kill someone because of your anxiety. I have the same and actually it's not just anxiety. I actually do do shit like that in the kitchen. Like the other day I was having like a really distracted time and when I'm cooking I often drop things and smash shit because I'm feeling distracted and uh, I was washing up a knife and I dropped it and I was like oh where did it go and I looked down and it was stuck in my foot upright in my foot (laughs) it sort of hit a bone (laughs) so it sort of didn't go all the way through so I picked it out and it was like this perfect little incision and it hurt for about a week so yeah I understand that thing about thinking you're gonna kill someone in the kitchen anyway just thought I'd share that with you yeah loving your work and bye now there are very rare moments in which I am speechless on this podcast and I think this is one of them I think that has to be the most gruesomely but also frivolous message. Like, I just stabbed myself in the foot and made a little incision. Bye! Hi, Scotty. I am based in sunny Salford. I'm not going to say my name due to the nature of what I'm about to discuss. So I am in a loving relationship with a man. We've been together eight years, married for five, and we thought lockdown would be a great time to start having threesomes so we took to the interwebs and met some lovely women we've all had a great time it's been really interesting navigating everything including making sure everybody's healthy and safe and working around the travel restrictions at the same time and we have come to the conclusion that we are actually polyamorous and we are going to start practicing more of an open relationship and both potentially start dating when things settle down a bit more so 2021 could be uh, really interesting it's been a really interesting journey the internet's been a great help because we haven't been able to talk to anybody about this not because of any sort of shame or confusion from our parts but how do we tell our friends that we've been breaking the law to have sex with other women and it, it not go down well because we've been declining to see them so, yeah, all right. Uh, love the show, Scotty. Thank you. <gasps> oh, I love a call like this. Hello, Salford. Good evening, Salford. Thank you so much for your phone call. And anonymity, apart from your voice, if anyone recognises the sound of your butt, people who listen to this podcast are nice people. So your secret is safe with the 5,000 of us that listen every week. <laughs> now... 
Polyamory is a very difficult minefield to navigate, as I think I've spoke about in the last couple of episodes, because it does take a lot of talking. So do you know how you spot a polyamorous person? You ask them if they've got a file of facts. <laughs> you do, because I tell you what, you do have to be organised. And like you say, health is a consideration. Although we try not to use language like healthy and non-healthy and clean and dirty. Because we want to try and divorce shame from sex and sexual experiences. And so if somebody contracts something and they notify you, then you just take a tablet or get a shot and um, get that thing sorted. But, you know, because of the sex that people like to have, particularly in queer world, it comes with shame. And um, it sounds like you're not living with shame anyway, but I just thought I'd throw that out there as a language I'm sort of trying to learn and sit with, because I think language is so important, isn't it? I'm always, like, thinking about the words that I'm using. I mean, contrary to popular belief, because I can barely talk when I'm on this podcast, or I often get words wrong, but the way in which we use language. Yeah, it's a difficult one about lockdown and breaking lockdown measures and stuff. You are not on your own. I haven't broken what the Tories have told us, because it's not law, it's just advice. I've got friends who have been seeing people and shagging through lockdown and that is associated with their mental health and the well-being. And I think there are just sort of educated risks that you can take. Now, some people will hear that and be like, absolutely not. I've been doing this to the word. Like, that's the society we live in, isn't it? Like, we all have choice and we all make choices. And you made yours and (laughs) maybe some of your friends are going to be pissed at those choices. But who knows? Like, I've seen a lot of people on Instagram close friending me, showing me things that they're going to do. It doesn't mean that I want to do them. I think something that lockdown has taught me is that I don't need to have an opinion on everybody else's action if they've decided that they want to do that and they can do that legitimately. It isn't for me to police them. Which is difficult because I think some people will listen to this and be like, absolutely not. But, you know, like, you didn't kill anyone. You just shagged a lot of people. (laughs) Hiya, Scotty. It's Eve here calling from Glasgow on this blistery day. Uh, First time caller, long time listener. I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast because I feel like I have managed to connect with some people just through their stories and through the sharings from yourself. Like the fact that you've gone on to such and going through a breakup because same babes. I've just moved back in with my mum and that is a mixed bag. I've not been the chirpiest of people due to lockdown breakup and other mental health shenanigans but sometimes my mum's helpful, sometimes she's not so helpful but a lot of the time she also hits out with a lot of really funny things. She called someone in her work uh, jaws, which just basically means that they're talking a lot of shit and also I was making something and she was just sort of hanging about the kitchen and I was like, you okay? She was like, oh, so sorry, I'm, I'm hanging about like a delirious fart. Um, I just loved that. It's not always the most supportive in lots of ways, but those wee, wee fragments can be very helpful because you got to laugh. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Anyway, lots of love. Keep on going. Keep on going. That was really embarrassing. Sorry. Okay, bye. 
Lovely Eve from Glasgow. Thanks so much for calling, particularly if you're in the middle of a breakup. As um, the brokenhearted here, who is maybe a few weeks ahead of you. Who knows? I don't know when you broke up with your partner. But um, it gets a bit better. It gets a bit easier. It stings a little bit less as time goes by. <sighs> yeah, mums. <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, it's a complex relationship, isn't it? With a mum. Because I think there's always the overarching decision that mum knows best but mum always wants the best for you as well and so there's that thing about leadership in which I think a lot of mums think that they need to show you the way and as you get older perhaps we either think we know the way a bit better or we know what is best for us but (laughs) those little nitbits you know take them where you can Hi, Scotty. It's Joe here. Now, I think a lot of your listeners will know me as being the breakout star of Fat Bloke. So, hi, everybody. There isn't any work for professional dancers such as myself at the moment. So, I've taken this kind of second lockdown and I've got myself a free trial of Now TV. And now, Now TV comes with Sky. And honestly, having Sky in my house, I feel like I've made it. I feel like I've fully just transcended my class status because when I was a kid we didn't have Sky we had cable which was which was much cheaper and a bit rubbish really but I just remember the absolute glamour of having a Sky dish on the front of your house and like making sure all the neighbours knew oh they've got a Sky dish in oh they're on the up it was just a symbol of like you're doing really well you've got Sky and I remember the like embarrassment of going over to a friend's house and them handing me the Sky remote and I just couldn't fathom it. But I had to like pretend like, oh yes, of course, I know how to use this. And, and it terrified me. But I've made it now. I've got my, my trial um, and I just feel absolutely sensational. And I'm just wondering like, what to you is a working class signifier of doing well? What's something that to a working class person makes you think, oh, they're doing really well. Good for them. <laughs> Breakout star from hit show, Fat Blokes There. My friend and yours, it's lovely Joe. Um, <laughs> I love Joe. We speak almost on a daily basis via the WhatsApp or the voice message. And so this feels really familiar to me to be able to have this conversation. So it feels really nice because we often talk about things like this and we just bring them out into the open. So thank you very much for your call, Joe. Now, when you said, oh, I've got Now TV and I've got Sky, the first thing I thought was, oh, fucking classy bitch. <laughs> because, yeah, Sky to me is this allure of like, oh my God, that's like a one or a month or something. Because it's something really ridiculous, isn't it? My parents have got a Sky Dish now because, you know, there's only my brother at home to look after. And I think there are fewer bills when you get older. I think that's how it works, isn't it? I don't know. It just feels like when people get older, they manage to get more posher. Anyway, I remember very vividly those white Sky Dishes. Oh, and when you see them hanging off the council flat as well, I mean... (laughs) The allure and the glamour. I also wanted to mention cable because I think we got cable what was considered quite late for me, which was about 12 or 13. And I remember there was Sky One on it, which I think was Channel 11. Um, What are signifiers of working class doing well? Oh, the catalogue being left outside your front door. They used to like deliver catalogues in those sort of like 
grey plastic bags that you couldn't see through. And because they were too fat to go through the door, they'd leave them outside, like, lent up against your door, and you'd be able to spot who had got a catalogue. Because I think you had to pay for a catalogue as well. An Avon lady, if your mum was an Avon lady, you thought, fucking hell, she's... Because quite often you'd be on the double. You'd be getting the Avon lady cash in hand and then you'd be on, um, I was going to say the game, but uh, the doll, I mean, same thing, really. It's all money, isn't it? I'm trying to think if there are other things. Oh, if you didn't go to the chip shop and you went to the kebab shop, like the Greek kebab place, that was when you thought, she's got money. There was always a judgment about people and what they had. My granddad used to count the amount of shopping bags that um, over the road the Jacksons would bring into the house. (laughs) Now, before we go any further, I thought we'd just take a a half-time breather. Oh, we're getting through the course today. Lovely bunch of people and an array of accents. As you know, I I like an accent because, I mean, it's the only thing I've really got to go by on this thing. A couple of people speaking to us on the internet this week. As you know, I love to um, have gratuitous plays thrown at me. Hashtag after the tone P-O-D and I'm Scotty is Fat on all platforms. We've got a message here from Izzy which says, enjoying Scotty is Fat's after the tone so much soothing hilarious moving thought-provoking love it my god what an array of emotions that you were feeling there is he and then another lovely one here from joe which is starting the day with a smile on my face after listening to scotty's after the tone podcast get on it and i couldn't agree more with you joe so if you too enjoy listening to the podcast or you've got something that you want to say back to us that isn't a message drop us a little line on the twitters the facebooks if you're that way inclined i mean good luck i'll check it in a year or the instagrams in which case i will check it within 30 seconds hashtag after the tone pod let's get on with the show Hi, you Scotty love. It's that JRF here. Hi, you love. Hi, you listeners. I've just listened to number 11. My shackles went up because of the ill treatment of the carer, his brothers. Just the fact that how much love the carer has for his mother, I got really emotional about it. Like, he's spending all that time taking care of her, and okay, she's a conservative woman and he's got very sort of toxic masculine brothers and everything. But the idea that they couldn't be grateful or have any gratitude towards him. Oh, are people shite sometimes to people? Proper shite to folk. I just, I'm really fed up with people being shitty to people and it still continues. Like, I know we not have to walk around in some like blissed out utopia, but fuck's sake can't we just be nice to each other can't we just be respectful towards each other like i know actually respect should not be given it should be earned but actually no i I do want some respect the carer needs a big bunch of flowers and a load of love from us all because fucking hell not to slag off the brothers but yeah what ungrateful stack of shines (laughs) any road big love to you big love to the listeners let's just be nice to each other eh Love and light. God bless, sweetheart. Bye. As ever, a gorgeous message there from our regular That JRF. And you know what? Very simply and shortly put, I agree. We love you, the carer. Hi, Scotty. Carer here. Um, Third time lucky. 
the bell don't go off and my mum, <laughs> she's in tucked up in beddy now. I've had a few tinnies as usual. It's the only time I can ask to fucking call you, really. Um, I had one of those um, ignorant moments this week. I've had mental toothache for fucking a week. Couldn't get a dentist appointment. Obviously, COVID mania. I got my usual dentist. And you know what I mean? You see me, I've been going in the phrase. I've had my front jaw is opening up. And if I don't sort something out soon, I'm going to be doing gurning and Wurzel gummied shit. Anyway, basically I had a tooth ripped out at the dentist and I asked to keep the tooth. And then he went, why well, the medication you on? You're on any other serious medication? And I was like, yeah, I'm HIV positive. It's on it's on your system. And he goes, no, there's no HIV. And he says, and what medication you're on? And I was like, I can't remember. They're always big names, aren't they? It's all the blue pill, what everyone wants now. And even though I sort of said to him, yeah, no, I'm completely fine. I'm, do you know what I mean? I'm zero... <laughs> Here we go. Zero converted. I've zero converted fucking ages ago, she thinks. Anyway. And as he ripped the tooth out, I just noticed how paranoid he suddenly become about the blood. Suddenly he was like, okay, and I was like, can I have the tooth? Because remember, I want the tooth. And then he was like, yeah, yeah. And he said to the nurses, don't touch it. Be careful of the blood. Put it straight in the bag. Don't wash it. Make sure the blood touches. Make sure your gloves go off and they go in the bin. And it just made me think afterwards. I sort of come away and it just triggered... I've got a lot of forgiveness for ignorance. But it's a funny how it sort of come back about the whole dirty feeling, unclean, do you know what I mean? Bring out your lepers. All that sort of feeling came up. And then the whole, just all that maybe with COVID, what people are feeling possibly through COVID if they've been infected and now they sort of are or not. And and it just reminds me of the conspiracy shit. Well, I remember when I first got diagnosed, those new people, and we both knew her at a time, the P word, um... It was trying to convince me that HIV wasn't real and it's all governmentally conspirified and fucking drug companies and all of this going on then. So none of this conspiracy is new. And it's just that terrifying thing what's happening now is just people and science and truth. It's getting beyond. And then I got lost in the MAGA rally shit the other day, you know, over in Washington at the Million Trump March and what they were ranting about. And it's just like... Jesus, actually, you know what? If you don't want to take the fucking thing, don't take it. Don't take the vaccination, don't take your drugs, don't do it. It's quite a good way of possibly wiping out quite a few fucking idiots, isn't it? Really. I mean, it's a personal view. It's a bit euthanetic. It's a bit Thanos, click of the finger and all that. But COVID could really do us a fucking massive favour at the moment. You know what I mean? Plot twist. 2020, best year ever. Big kiss. Remember, stay strong, stay true, and most importantly, stay you, everyone out there. Oh, gorgy. Now, okay, there is so much in this message, but I just want us to rewind to that moment of disclosure. And I don't want to make that a big thing, but the fact that you feel that you can share that, that is a big thing for people because of the stigma attached and not because... I or anybody else in this space will think differently of you because people are um, battered into feeling dirty. And interesting, we just spoke about the language around dirty and clean, innit? Do you know what? I can't really put to words what I'm feeling right now, but I just feel so angry and common that I want to go round to that dentist's and to sort of do like sort of common mum and be like, what did you fucking say to my son? Because that's the only way when I don't have words to feelings, how to articulate myself, is the emotion. Now, 
onward to making America great again, supposedly. There is that like, <laughs> fine, don't wear the mask, don't take the vaccine, subject yourself to it and see what happens. But then the side of me, which is like a thinker, is like, well, who then gets affected by that? And then disproportionately, we know it is those over a certain age and those with additional needs. And I just want to protect those people who will be at risk from us allowing the knobheads to do what they want to do. Do you know what I mean? Because they talk about herd immunity, but when they talk about herd immunity, they're talking about themselves as an able-bodied, fit, younger person. They're not thinking about the death toll that that process would take. Do you know what? I'm still so fucking angry and I hope you got that tooth to keep as this sort of symbol. I'm saddened as well that you were reminded of those times in which that stigma was way more prolific. But let's not kid ourselves that it's gone away. You know, perhaps what you're sharing is a reminder of the world that we're living in, particularly around HIV stigma. Love you, babes. Hi, Scotty. Uh, hello, first time caller. I've been meaning a voice note for absolutely ages. And then you specifically asked if anyone from Glasgow wants to message them, feel free. And I was like, right, okay, come on. So anyway, this was the story I meant to send in when it was like closer to Halloween. So this was like five or six years ago. I still lived at home at that point, but my parents and my brother were away on holiday to Spain. And so I had the house to myself. My boyfriend was staying. We were having a crazy night of uh, drinking and watching the Disney Sword in the Stone and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, went to bed and then it was like four in the morning and my boyfriend started to have like horrendous like sleep paralysis. Like I'd never really experienced him having that before. And it was like, he was like trying to scream and his face was like really terrifying. And he just kept like pushing me and saying like, there's a man at the end of the bed. There's a man at the end of the bed. Like he needs to get away. Like there's a bad man at the end of the bed. I was terrified. I was like, what is happening? Eventually managed to like snap him out of it. And we were like, okay, that was mad. I hope that never happens ever again. And then like two minutes later, the house phone went. And obviously this is like the middle of the night, like four, half four in the morning. And we both absolutely shat ourselves. And I was like, this is it. This is how we die. This is the end. And then my mobile phone went and I could see that it was my dad phoning. And I was like, that's so weird because they're in Spain. Why would he be phoning at this time? And I answered and he was like, we've been broken into. And I was, I was so confused and I was so like, pent up that like all the adrenaline in me I didn't know if he meant I was like in Spain in Glasgow like is there someone in this house and you know we don't know like I was so freaked out and he was like no 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 I mean in Spain someone broke in and they like stole your brother's laptop and phone from the end of his bed from the end of his bed so there had been a guy at the end of my brother's bed stealing his stuff whilst you and my boyfriend was simultaneously freaking out and saying there's a bad man at the end of the bed there's a bad man at the end of the bed so yeah I literally just hung off my dad and just like burst into tears because I was just like I don't understand what just happened and I have not watched Sword in the Stone since just in case it's uh cursed so yeah there you go a kind of spooky story for a non-Halloween week I may well phone again thanks so much Scotty goodbye oh 
spooky, spooky, spooks, spooks. I like the spooky stories. And I also really love that when I said, oh, someone from Glasgow called in. And like loads of people from Glasgow have called. Made a very Scottish show heavy, which I, I really enjoy. Because Glasgow is in the Irish community known as Little Donegal. Because there are so many people from Donegal there. <laughs> anyway, that's by the by. Because the headline here is, oh my God, maybe your boyfriend is psychically linked with your brother. Now, that is a story you could definitely sell to one of those Closer magazines for 250 quid. I think, actually, you should definitely, like, ring up, take a break, or one of those things, and say that that happened, and see if you can get some money and let us know. I'm being genuine with you. I think that is a story worthy of 250 quid in one of those cheap magazines. Think about it. Hi Scotty, I very much enjoyed the trip down memory lane last week with your listener who was talking about live and kicking and it reminded me that one of my only celebrity spots was uh, that I bumped into Zoe Ball at the dentist. She sort of turned around and gave me a big grin, she has amazing teeth by the way and uh, I didn't realise who she was for quite a while, I thought oh it must be someone that I know so I was just wondering if anyone else had sort of funny, slightly underwhelming celebrity spots. I guess the other one as well is that my best mate, who's also a keen listener of this podcast, her dad did Kate Blanchett's Kitchen. And so every time I see Kate Blanchett on the telly, in a film, or I read an article about her, if anyone's around, I'll always be like, oh, my best mate's dad did her kitchen. Which is not even a connection to me, really, is it? But there you go. <laughs> lovely and I think that's a lovely place for us to leave the end of the podcast because that is a question for the room for next week so if you have got a tenuously link to a celebrity or a shit celebrity encounter this person would like to know and I would actually like to know my tenuous story is quite good and it involves Adele hello it's me. Um, well, what a lovely week. I think we should just leave it there. I've had a, a whale of a time, actually. A lovely array of calls from all over the place. More of that. Remember, we would love to hear from you as long as you're keeping it under 16 minutes. Disclaimer. <laughs> you know, I've given you a question there, but if you want to pick up on what anybody else has said or refer back to what anything else has been said in any of the episodes, we'd love to hear from you. We're a little nice family over here. The number you need to dial on your WhatsApp is... 0788-200-3420. And as ever, please do us the favour in sharing the podcast because it really does help. And I know people say that on podcasts all the time, but, you know, we're a little grassroots one and we're trying to reach people so that they call up for the next week. Not because we want to be on Saturday Morning Kitchen. Oh, could you imagine? I'd be awful. <laughs> I'd be like, what's the name for this? It's, um, it's, uh, and they'll be like, it's a frying pan. I'll be like, yeah, that's it. That's the one. So if you could give us a little like on any of the reviews or anything like that, it's always gorgeous. Me and producer Deb are always very grateful. Now, uh, without further ado, I'm going to say goodbye, have a good one, and remember, uh, <laughs> insert something profound here. Okay, bye. Tone after the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. 
After the Tone is presented by me, Scotty, and produced by Debbie Kilbride for Debbie Productions. Massive shout out to Liv Morris and Louise Mothersall. And remember, press the follow on the subscribe button to make sure that you see us every Thursday. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.